Huwallazi. He is the one who Jaala Shamsa, who has made the sun Diyaan, a shining light. Look around you, and you'll find, you'll see all the evidences of Allah's oneness, of His perfection, of the coming of the Day of Judgment, so of the purpose of your life. He is the one who has made the sun a diya. Diya is from the root letters Dad, Wow, Hamza. And diya means a shining light. Shining light. Such light that is a source of brightness and illumination basically. So for instance, on your phone, when you're using your phone in darkness, is there light? Yeah, you can see the screen. But is that light enough for you to, let's say, read something in a book? Is it? No. What do you have to do? What do you have to do? Turn the torch on, on your phone. Right? Or turn the camera light on, on your phone. Is there a difference between the two lights? Yes. One is just light in itself, so that you can see it. It's visible. And the other is a source of light. A lamp is called liya. Why? Because it's a source of light. It spreads. It emits light. It brightens. It glows. You understand? It's original. It's the source of light. But remember that liya is not just used for a source of light, but also heat and warmth. It's reddish in color. So you're talking about a flame... Okay, or something like it, which will be a source of heat and warmth as well. So for example, a candle, the flame on it, is that a source of light? Yes. Is that a source of warmth? Yes. I mean, obviously if you go close to it, right? the bigger it is, the more warmth it will create. Fire, right? So the sun, is it liya? Now remember what you studied in science. Is that liya? How is it, Leah? Yes? Okay. When the sun rises, what do you get? Light, warmth, and also heat. Right? Light, warmth, and heat. And when the sun sets, then what happens? No light, no warmth, right? No heat. It just feels cold at night. Doesn't it? It does. It's like it has a psychological effect on you. Oh, it's nighttime, so it's got to be cold. Right? So anyway, هُوَ الَّذِي جَعَلَ الشَّمْسَ ضِيَاءً وَالْقَمْرَ And the moon, he has made it as a nuran, as a light. Now, what's the difference between ضِيَاء and nur? Nur is also light, but remember that nur is understood more like a derived light. Meaning, not original, but light that has been taken from somewhere. Okay? It's not the source of light. It's bright because it's taking light from somewhere. So is the moon nur? Yes, because where is it taking its light from? From the sun. So he is the one who has made the sun and the moon. Both are bright. Both have light. But both are different also. They're very different from one another. One is a source of heat, warmth, brightness, and the other is a source of comfort and, you know, like coolness, especially in the night when you look at the moon. Yes? Okay, good question. In the Quran we learn, Allahu nuru samawati wal ard. Alright? So what does that mean? Not original light? 
Nur, with regards to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, means munawwir. Not that Allah is light, but that He is the giver of light. Not reflection, giver. Munawwir is the one who enlightens. Okay, one who gives nur. You understand? So that's a different context. Even the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His sifa of nur, that gives the meaning of one who gives nur, one who gives light. Okay? So, هُوَ الَّذِي جَعَلَ الشَّمْسَ ضِيَاءً وَالْقَمْرَ نُورًا And also, remember that words in Arabic, I mean, they have a meaning, okay, obviously. And there's also specific meanings to them. So, in a general context, nur would mean light, any kind of light. But when you're comparing nur with ضِيَاء, then there is going to be a difference. Right? When you compare the two words, then there is going to be a difference. But in general, nur would be just light. So he has made the moon nuran. وَقَدَّرَهُ And he has determined for it, meaning for the moon, manazil, stages. Manazil plural of manzil. What does manzil mean? Place of nuzul. Right? Place of descent, meaning where you come, where you arrive. And manazil meaning stages. So for the moon, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has determined many phases, many stages. What does that mean? That every time you look at the moon, it's not the same as it was the night before. It's going to be different. Because it has entered a different stage now. Every night, it's moving on to a different stage. Different phase. How does it begin? The moon, the birth of the moon, how is it? A crescent. Right? And then what happens? Every night, you see that it has grown, bit by bit. And then what happens by the middle of the month, the 14th? Around that time, the moon is completely full. And then what happens? It begins to decrease again. Right? And then again it turns into a crescent and then it disappears either for one night or two nights. So the month becomes either 29 days or 30 days depending on how long the moon was not visible for. So who has determined for the moon its phases? قَدَّرَهُ manazil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's the purpose? Randomly? Is there a reason behind that? There's a reason behind that. Just think about it. Think about it. There's got to be a reason behind why the moon is there. Wasn't the sun sufficient to bring light to us during the day and nighttime would be all dark? There's a reason. There's someone who put the moon there, made the moon like this, so that every night you see it differently, so that people benefit from it in a different way. And what is that? لِتَعْلَمُوا So that you all know, عَدَدْ number, السِّنِينَ of the years, وَالْحِسَاب and calculation. Account, meaning account of time. He has made the sun a particular way, the moon a particular way. They come at different times, in different ways, and with the help of both of them, you are able to count the number of years and keep an account of time. If the sun and the moon weren't there, really, we wouldn't know what time it was of the day, which day it was of the month, which month it was of the year, and which year it was in the century. We wouldn't know. I mean, clocks came later. Calendars came later. And they are a result of what? Studying the sun and the moon for so long. Right? So Allah put these natural calendars for us, natural clocks for us, so that we can keep a track of time. Everybody can see moon. People study it, but yet they don't wonder why. 
We study about the how, but we don't know why. We don't think about why. Who put it there? Why? لِتَعْلَمُوا عَدَدَ السِّنِينَ وَالْحِسَابِ Allah says, مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ Allah did not create all of this except بالحق with the truth, meaning for a purpose. When you look at the sun, you know it's fulfilling a purpose. When you look at the moon, you know there's a reason behind why the moon is there and how it is each night. There's a reason behind that. And for everything, is there a purpose? Is there a purpose? Yes. There is a purpose behind everything. Even why a particular bird has you know, certain colors, there is a purpose behind that. Why its beak is in a particular shape, form, there is a purpose behind that. Why it has feet of a certain kind, there is a purpose behind that. And when we understand this, that there is a purpose behind everything, how could there not be a purpose behind the existence of man? And if a person says, no, 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 no. This is just your thinking. Come on. It's logic. It's logic. How could you deny this? This is a reality. يُفَصِّلُ الْآيَاتِ يُفَصِّلُ He details, mentions in detail, clarifies الْآيَاتِ The signs لِقَوْمِي يَعْلَمُونَ For people who know. So if you think about it, the moon starts from a crescent and then returns to a crescent again. There is a complete cycle. Right? The sun also. Complete cycle. Human beings also. Our lives also. I mean, we are born and then we die. There's a difference between how we were born and how we die. There's got to be something else happening. So human beings, their cycle is incomplete unless there is an akhirah. Isn't that so? And the rest of the creation, you see that the cycle is complete. The moon is born and it's born again and it's born again. But we know that once we die, we're not coming back again. Right? So there's somewhere else we're going to. And there's a reason why we're here. If a person does not believe in the akhirah, his cycle is incomplete. It's like you're throwing yourself into oblivion. Um, so now through scientific research, we find out that the moon doesn't have its own light. It's, it has some reflective rocks, and then they just take the light from the sun. So over here, Allah used two words for light, right? And back in the day, they probably thought, oh, it's just poetry, right? Like using two words for it. But there's actually purpose behind that too. Yeah, there is. And people who don't believe in the Qur'an, who don't believe in the haqq, they will still say such things. They will not reflect into this. Just recently, you know about in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that He has caused the two seas to join, but yet they remain distinct. مَرَجَ الْبَحْرَيْنِ يَلْتَقِيَانِ بَيْنَهُمَا بَرْزَخٌ لَا there was this atheist who was saying, who was speaking to these Muslim children, they said about, yeah, you know, this is in the Qur'an, and we believe in that. That the two waters, salty water, sweet water, they don't mix. This guy is supposed to be a super scientist. And he didn't understand that. He's talking to somebody else and he's like, would you believe it? These Muslims think that if you mix sweet water and salty water, they won't mix together. They will stay separate. And he's like, bring me a glass of water, put the two together, and tell me what happens. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Is the Qur'an talking about mixing sweet water, salty water in a cup? <laughs> this is what happens. The aql, it goes away with kufr. With rejection, logic does not work. Reason does not work. Ayat, they cannot see them. 
Go ahead. It's so many places on the earth you see that. I mean, there's documentaries, research done by non-Muslims on this. And the Qur'an has mentioned this fact. But people who don't want to believe will not see the simple fact. Yes. The sun is actually humming. The sun? The sun, yeah. Uh, Allahu Alam. I mean, everything is doing tasbih. So we were uh, learning in psychology about circadian rhythms, which are like these 24-hour clocks built in inside of us. And they, you know, they're according to the sun and the moon, which is why when we, like, you know, go through different time zones, we get a jet lag and then we, you know, we adjust from the sun and the moon and we have these built-in clocks and it's just, subhanAllah, really amazing. It's, It's amazing. So if you think about it, the sun is not existing you know, on its own, it, there is some connection with the human being, with the people, right? People are using this, benefiting from the sun in some way. There is a connection. And that's only possible when the creator is the same. And all the other examples, and the sun and the moon, and then the alternation of the day, and the, all examples of that. So it's going to just continue the ayah. Exactly. That all of these are proofs of the akhirah, the certainty of the coming of the hereafter, of resurrection. Allah says, Inna indeed, fi in, ikhtilafi, alternation. Ikhtilaf is from khalam fa, and khalf is behind. Ikhtilaf is to come behind one another. So it gives meaning of succession. One leaving and the other taking its place. So ikhtilaf in layli wa nahar, the alternation, the succession of the night and the day, meaning the night goes, the day comes. The day leaves and the night comes. Right? So one after the other. It's not like the day goes and the night hasn't come. Or the night goes and the day hasn't come. Or it's just day and there's no night. No. This is a law. This is, a, this is something that happens. Every day we witness this. اختلاف الليل والنهار اختلاف also means difference. So the difference between the night and the day. Is there a difference? A huge difference. From the color to how you feel to what happens to the creation. I mean, there are animals who go to sleep and then there are animals who wake up, right? Difference in temperature, difference in length. اختلاف الليل والنهار وما خلق الله And all that Allah has created في السماوات والأرض In the heavens and the earth. In all of this are لآياتٍ Surely signs, but for who? لِقَوْمِ يَتَّقُونَ For people who? يَتَّقُونَ who fear Allah, who study all of this, who research all of this, who reflect on all of this, but with the fear of God. And the fear cannot come except with faith. Iman? Why God send them a human being? And then Allah continues, He doesn't answer the question, but He continues basically telling us, look at what I'm capable of doing and look at my perfection. And there's nothing I don't do without a reason. There's nothing I do randomly. And if God sent us angels, for example, it would be so hard for us to believe them because they're perfect. And human beings were not. So our complaining would be about not why God sent, them, sent us human beings, but why would God send us something so perfect that we can't, we can't compare ourselves to them? Yeah. And not only that, but we learn lessons from the Prophet's stories because they're human beings, they've made mistakes, and we take lessons from their stories. So there are many signs if a person were to use his reason, and if a person were to believe in Allah, and with the fear of God, he would reflect on all of this, he would find many lessons. 
Now, in the creation of the heavens and the earth, ما خلق الله في السماوات والأرض Whatever Allah has created in the heavens and the earth, what all is there? What all is there that Allah has created in the samawat? We don't even know. The universe is not even all known to us. Isn't it so? We know that we have knowledge of only a little bit. There's much, much more to find out. Isn't it? Samawat. But just to give you a glimpse of it, this includes the many galaxies and the massive stars. Alright? Fissamawat. In the earth, what all is it that Allah has created? What all is it that Allah has created? Subhanallah. Jazakallah khair for mentioning that. If you think about it, just the oceans, right? Have we found out everything about the oceans themselves? And if there's something, one thing that we cannot find, we don't know where it ended up, we can spend months and months, use one robot and another submarine and hundreds of planes and hundreds of researchers to find where one airplane is, But we cannot. We cannot. We're so weak. We're so limited. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows about it. About every single individual. وَمَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Such massive creation with so much detail. All of this that Allah has created. Are there any signs? Are there any lessons? Many lessons. What lessons? What lessons do we learn when we reflect on the alternation of the night and the day? On the different things that Allah has created in the heavens and the earth? What lessons are there? Okay. Our knowledge is very limited. Aisha? sun has to go in order to moon to come. And if sun decide, no, I'm not going anywhere today, how's moon going to come, right? So everyone has different positions and different everyone roles. has different roles. Very true. And you see, uh, the coming and going of the night and the day, what does it show? Nothing is permanent. Nothing is permanent in this world. Everything in this world is transitory. It is temporary. And so are we. We are not here forever. The sun came, it rose, looked beautiful, spread so much light, had wonderful impact. And then what happened? Its time came to an end and it set. And likewise, we are born, we live our lives, we do what we do, leave good athar or bad athar, and then eventually our time will also come to an end. When we reflect on this creation, we learn about the transitory reality of this life. Likewise, it also gives us hope that when nothing is permanent, when night is not permanent, that means that eventually it will go away. So if we're going through some crisis, some problem, it's going to go away one day. Every pain is going to end at some point or another. And then we also see the difference between different creations. I mean, night and day. Is there a difference between them? Huge difference. So this clarifies to us that right and wrong, can they be the same? Iman and kufr, can they be the same? Hidayah and dalala, can they be the same? Never. They can't be the same. So this ayah is basically encouraging us to look, to wonder, to study, to reflect.
No, it also reminds me of how some people want men and women to have the exact same roles, but just as the night and day like have their own different purposes, like men and women are, have their own different roles and the way they carry them out. Mm-hmm. But despite all of these clear visible signs, Allah says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed, those people who لَا يَرْجُونَ They do not hope, they do not expect, they do not look forward to. لِقَاءَنَا Our meeting. يَرْجُونَ is from رَجَاء رَجَاء رَجِينَ Wow, to hope, expect something in the future. But these people, they do not expect لِقَاءَنَا Our meeting. They don't think that they will meet Allah. They don't hope to meet Allah. They don't look forward to it. Why? Because they don't believe in Allah. They don't believe in afterlife. Are there such people? Oh, many. Many. Who reject the existence of a creator, who reject the existence of a God. Allah says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ لَا يَرْجُونَ لِقَاءَنَا وَرَضُوا And they are happy. They're satisfied. They're radi, happy, satisfied, content, بِالْحَيَاةِ dunya With the life of this world. And they're so happy with it that وَطْمَأَنُّوا بِهَا They have اطْمِئْنَان with it. اطْمَأَنَّ is from طَا مِيمْ هَمْزَانُون Four letters. اطْمَأَنَّ is basically to be at ease after confusion. To feel easy and comfortable after fear, after unrest. So for example, a person was really afraid. They were panicking. Panicking as to what's going to happen. And then what happens? The storm is over, everything's fine. So what happens? Iltmi'nan. They're okay now. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say over here? That they are itma'annu biha. They feel secure in this life. They feel content with this life. Meaning, they did go through a phase of wonder and curiosity. And they thought about after life, and what's going to happen after death. And they wondered about the existence of God. But then what happened? They got over it. They're like, you know what? This life is everything. This life is everything. Live it to its capacity. So they became satisfied and content with this life. This life of the dunya is everything to them. Their ultimate goal and purpose is what? The dunya. They think this is all. This is everything. So if they want to be happy, they want to be happy now. If they want to be successful, they want to be successful now. If they want to have fun, they want to have fun now. They don't want to wait until the hereafter. You understand? So وَطْمَأَنُّوا بِهَا وَالَّذِينَ And there are those who, whom they an ayatina from our ayat. Whether these ayat are kawni or shari'i, they're ghafilun, they're heedless. They don't pay any attention. Remember, ayat are of two types. Kawni, the signs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in the universe that prove to us the oneness of the Creator, that prove to us the coming of the hereafter. Basically, all of these ayat that we've been studying, signs. And then secondly, the ayat are also shari'i, revealed verses. Allah says such people who are described in this ayah, they are ghafil from Allah's ayat. They don't reflect on the creation. They don't look into the revelation. They are heedless. They're just happy with their life. They don't look forward to the akhirah. They don't believe in the hereafter. And unfortunately there are 
Many people like this who believe that they don't need religion. They don't need God. They don't need to worship. They don't need a greater being to depend on. They think this life is everything. What does Allah say about them? أُولَٰئِكَ مَأْوَاهُمُ النَّارِ Those, their abode is going to be the hellfire. Why? بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ Because of what they were earning. Because when a person believes this, there is no afterlife, there is no questioning, just be who you are, do what you want, you live only once, then what happens? They go on living their life, fulfilling their desires. And when a person is just fulfilling their desires, he's not going to care about what harm he's causing to others. Right? So, أُولَٰئِكَ مَأْوَاهُمُ النَّارُ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ They will have hellfire because of what they were earning. You see, people, do they need religion? They need religion. They need a system that will tell them, this is right, this is wrong. Do this and don't do this. This is justice, this is injustice. Isn't it? It is a way through which people are disciplined. You understand? Just like when people are living in a society, in a country, is there any law that they have to follow? Yeah? Do you have to follow any law in this country? Of course you do. Why? So that everyone can live at peace. So those who abide by the law, they'll be fine. And those who go against it, they'll be penalized. Right? So why do we have laws? Why? Why do we have a system of governance? Why? Because we need it. As human beings, we need someone to tell us, you're allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that. Because if people were left to just follow their desires then what would they do? They would put themselves in danger and they would also put others' lives in danger. But you see, laws that people make, they're based on what? Human experience. Which is why they're imperfect. Right? And in the trial and error process, so many people suffer. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His mercy, what happened? He gave us a law to follow the religion of Islam, fitra, natural way to follow, to observe. But people who think, oh no, no, you don't need all of this. You don't need this. You're not going to be questioned later on. Just enjoy your life over here. Nothing will happen in the hereafter. They're ghafil from the ayat. Allah says, أُولَٰئِكَ مَأْوَاهُمُ النَّارُ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Indeed, those people who believe. وَعَمِنُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And who do righteous deeds. Before we continue, you see the previous ayah, that how people are living with this kind of thinking, a free life, thinking that they can do whatever they want, they're the boss, but when they die, then what happens? Where can they run away? Where can they find refuge? They can't. So no matter how arrogant a person becomes, and no matter how much he thinks he doesn't need God, what will happen when he meets his end? Remember Fir'aun? How did he live his life? I am God, basically. That's what he said. Imagine. But when he was drowning, what did he say? I believe in Allah. Right? And there are people who say this at the time of death. And of course, there are people who will say this on the day of judgment, in the hereafter, in the next life. But it's too late. On the other hand, those who believe, الصالحات, and who do righteous deeds, يَهْدِيهِمْ رَبُّهُمْ Their Lord will guide them. 
He will guide them. بِإِمَانِهِمْ Because of their iman. Because they believe in Allah, they trust upon Him, they seek help from Him, they obey Him, Allah will not abandon them. He will guide them. He will lead them. Where? He will lead them where? Through what? Hmm? He will lead them where? Come on, answer me. Yes. To Jannah? Okay. What about before that? Isn't it that in this life you have so many questions and you're confused? Do I go here? Do I go there? Right? You have all these confusions and questions in your life. Every day, aren't you making decisions? Aren't you? You are. Some are big and some are small. Those who believe and do righteous deeds, who trust their Lord, who seek His help, then what happens? Their Lord will guide them through this life, in this life, because of their iman. He will show them the way, what they should do, what they should not do, which way they should adopt. He will lead them on the right path. He will make them successful in this life. But it's not just limited to this life, also in the hereafter. He will lead them, He will guide them to Jannah. You know when people will have to cross the surat? Right? There are some people who will fall. And there are others who will go immediately. There are some who will have complete darkness and there will be others who will have so much light like a huge tall pillar in front of them. So there are some people who are going to be guided by Allah over the sirat to their home in Jannah. يَهْدِيهِمْ رَبُّهُمْ بِإِيمَانِهِمْ And He will guide them to Jannah تَجْرِي مِن تَحْتِهِمُ الْأَنْهَارِ Jannah? What's going to happen over there? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to give them so much power, so much authority, the dwellers of Jannah, that تَجْرِي مِن تَحْتِهِمُ الْأَنْهَارِ Rivers are going to flow from underneath them. Underneath them, تَحْتِهِمْ Also been understood as under their control. Like in Surah Al-Insan we learn, يُفَجِّرُونَهَا تَفْجِيرًا The people of Jannah, they'll say, yeah, you know what, we should have a river here. No, no, a little bit here, and a little bit there. And another one here, and another one there. A river of this. Oh no, no, a river of that. So much power and control. In this world, do you have that? Ever? If you're ever making something, let's say renovating a house, and you're like, I don't want this wall here. I want it to be removed. But the person says, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This wall is supporting the house. If you remove it, the house is going to collapse. Like, but I don't want it. What are you told? Too bad. Come up with a different option. Come up with a different plan. Right? You don't have much control in this dunya. No matter how much control you think you have. In Jannah, Allah will give people control. So they will even rule over the anhar. Fi jannatin na'im. In the gardens of pleasure. Na'im. Notice Jannatin Na'im, gardens of pleasure. Meaning the only thing that's there in Jannah is what? What is Jannah about? Pleasure. This dunya is Darul Hajat, is a home of just fulfilling your needs. So that you can focus on what is more important. And Jannah is Darul Shahawat. It is the home of desires. Jannah is where desires will be fulfilled. Da'wahum, their call, fiha in it, meaning in Jannah, their call will be Subhanakallahumma, exalted are you, O Allah. Da'wah, what does da'wah mean? Call. When do you call? When you want something, when you're asking for something. So one interpretation of this is that when they will wish for something in Jannah, 
the people of Jannah will just barely say, Subhanakallahumma. You know like when you want something, you start praising the one who gave you that. And you praise them, you appreciate them. And then, you know, it begins with your heart and mind. You're thinking about them, you're praising them. And then what happens? You think about how you're going to ask. And then you get it. But the people of Jannah will just wish for something. And before they will even verbalize it, it will be before them. Their call will be subhanakallahumma wa tahiyyatuhum. And their greeting, fiha in it, will be salam, of peace. Wa akhiru da'wahum. And the last of their da'wah, meaning of their call, the last thing that they will say at the end of any conversation, at the end of having anything, enjoying anything, will be what? On that, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Meaning their speech, their conversations, they will begin with Allah's praise and they will end with Allah's praise. If they want something, they will glorify Allah. When they will enjoy something, they will praise Allah. They will praise Allah all the time, instinctively, like we breathe instinctively. Do you have to tell yourself, okay, inhale, and then exhale. Do you think about every breath of yours? Maybe you think about it when you're exercising, right? When you're practicing breathing. But otherwise, do you think about breathing? Do you have to tell yourself? Do you have to remind yourself? No. It's instinctive. It's like a part of you. It's a habit. People in Jannah are going to praise and glorify Allah as easily, as instinctively as we breathe now. And tahiyyatuhum fiha salam. Their greeting in there will be of salam. Meaning they will greet one another with salam. And they will be greeted by the angels with salam. Also, Surah Al-Ahzab, Ayah 44, we learn, tahiyyatuhum yawma yalqawnahu salam. Their greeting, the day that they meet Him, meaning the day that they meet Allah, will be what? Salam. They'll be greeted with salam. وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ يَدْخُلُونَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ كُلِّ بَابِ Angels entering upon them from every bab, saying what? سَلَامٌ عَلَيْكُمْ Peace be upon you. بِمَا صَبَرْتُمْ Because you were patient, you made it. فَنِعْمَ عُقْبَ الدَّارِ How good is the ultimate home? But who is it? That can do tasbih of Allah as easily in Jannah. Who? The one who remembers Allah now. You see, whenever we are looking, we are listening, we are eating, doing anything, our brain is constantly working. Isn't it? Always thinking. Thinking about what? There's always some thoughts in your mind. You're either analyzing what you're experiencing Right? You're reflecting on that or some random thoughts are in your head. But there's always a connection between what you're doing and what you're thinking. Correct? There's always some connection. So there are some people who remember Allah all the time. يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامٌ وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ Why? وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ They reflect. They reflect. So if it's cloudy, they don't just say, hmm, nice clouds. If it's cold, they don't say, wow. And that's it. If it's nice weather, they don't say, ah, so nice, finally. I mean, these are natural reactions. But at the same time, for a believer, there's something else at the back of his mind. Or there's some words that are coming from his tongue. And what are they? What are they? 
praise and glorification of Allah. The one who submits to Allah now, the one who surrenders to Allah now, remembers Allah now, he will be able to instinctively glorify Allah in Jannah. Very true. If you think about it, in our salah, what words do we say? Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Right? You begin with this. And then what do you do? Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ar-Rahman rahim Right? And then at the end of the salah, what do you do? As-salamu alaykum. Right? So in salah, you say all of these adhkar over and over again. There's tasbih, there's tahmeed, and there's also taslim. In salah. So the one who is used to this now will be able to do this instinctively afterwards. But a person cannot have a qalb that is dhakir and a lisan that is shakir. What does that mean? A heart that remembers Allah and a tongue that is grateful to Allah. A person cannot have that if he does not reflect. Reflect on what? What is around him? And what is going on in his life? Because Allah is Yudabbirul Amr, right? He is regulating the affairs. He is heavily involved in the lives of every single one of us. So whenever something happens, remembering Allah, Qalb Dhakir, Lisan Shakir, then a person can be conscious of Allah. Begins with what? Reflecting on all of these signs within our lives and also all around us. So what are we going to do this spring? Just complain and complain and complain. And compare. Yeah? Or is there going to be another goal also inshallah? Actively reflect. Actively reflect. Not just the how, but the wow. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Don't just reflect on, yeah, there's bugs here because of such and such. We're like, wow. There are bugs here under this brick? How are they living in this darkness? Subhanallah. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. Huwa alladhi ja'ala ash-shamsa dhiya'an wal qamara nuran wa qaddarahu manazila lita'lamu لتعلموا عدد السنين والحساب ما خلق الله ذلك إلا بالحق يفصل الآيات لقوم يعلمون إن في اختلاف الليل والنهار وما خلق الله في السماوات والأرض لآيات لقوم يتقون إن الذين لا يرجون لقاءنا ورضوا بالحياة الدنيا وطمأنوا بها والذين هم عن آياتنا غافلون أولئك مأواهم النار بما كانوا يكسبون إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات يهديهم ربهم بإيمانهم 
تجري من في دعواهم فيها سبحانك اللهم وتحيتهم فيها سلام وآخر دعواهم أن الحمد لله رب العالمين